0: Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost Story, and Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-hostess, Vanessa Hogel. We have a fantastic St. Patrick's Day episode coming up for you. Uh, we have Mae Hernan with us. She is the, uh, well, she heads up the Secret Ireland Tour. So, yes, we're going to Ireland here for St. Patrick's Day. Hope everybody is safe out there. And I know a lot of people are cooped up, quarantined, everything going on with uh, coronavirus right now. So, We're trying to give you something that is St. Patrick's Day related, and I think this is going to be absolutely fantastic. So May heads up the Secret Ireland Tour. She's also a wonderful musician. So May, welcome. Happy to have you. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much, (laughs) Mike and Vanessa. It's great to to be here with you on St. Patrick's Night. Um, Yeah, it's been a different type of a day indeed, absolutely. But you know what happened on Facebook today, which I thought was brilliant. And I tend to talk too much, Mike, so tell me when to stop. Oh, no, no. (laughs) No, You're good, go ahead. A a lot of musicians from home, from Sligo, set up a kind of a uh, Facebook telethon type thing. And all these musicians uh, took about 20 minutes each and they played all day long. And there is money to help with
2: research for the coronavirus.
0: Oh, fantastic! That is so
2: wonderful. Now, is that the same um, live feed concert that Dropkick Murphys were part of? No, that would have been a different. This that was, was a different, different one. one. These were these were Sligo-based musicians. <gasps> a lot of them
1: would, you know, for instance, Kathy Jordan from Dervish and Shamie O'Dowd and a whole pile of um, local, very well-known, world world-renowned musicians. But seeing as all their gigs were cancelled, I mean, some of these guys were touring over in America and right. they had to drop their tours and go back. So, um, yeah, it was it, it was actually great, you know, because you could sit there and you had this choice of different music and then everybody kind of joined in on Facebook and a whole pile of people played music and it was, you know, something, it was great. So that is wonderful. There's always Fantastic. a silver line into every dark cloud.
2: Well, that is what people who are tuning in right now need to know. And what you and I both know very well is that is the spirit of yes. Ireland. Yeah. They are very much the most welcoming group of people I've ever come into contact with. Thank you, Vanessa. You're very welcome. And being a foreigner coming over there two separate times, I never once felt ill at ease, never once felt as if I didn't belong. And they, they just opened their arms to you and it is a truly beautiful experience. Well, that, that's why I set up the tour company because to be
1: honest with you, being a local and uh, knowing so many musicians and so many people around around Ireland, my guests that come over with me many of them want to live there <laughs> and many of them start actually really <laughs> searching out to see if they can buy because they just absolutely fall in love with it and the, the only problem about going to Ireland is it's said that you leave uh, a bit of your heart over there and you have to go back for it so yes. uh but Uh, We have great fun on the tours and I bring them to places that it wouldn't be very well known. I bring them to well-known places as well. But we always, I kind of focus on small family run hotels, rural family. I'm not into these big chain hotels unless I have to. Now the castles are a different kettle of fish. You know, the castles would be run by maybe chain hotels or whatever, but still the staff are all very nice. Oh, oh yes! I and you want y- people to feel it oh. when they're coming
2: home with me. They're coming home with me. Well, not- there is something to be said. There's a reason I ain't skinny, May. <laughs> skinny. Because, I like the food. I, I got, oh my gosh, the food—an Irish breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I can eat it. I can eat it twenty-four-seven. Yeah. That's why I'm squishy. Well,
0: <laughs> squishy.
2: There's there's a,
1: a an Irish dish. That's only made in the west, the northwest of Ireland. It's called Mm boxty. And, you know, it would be regarded, I suppose, as the poor man's dish. It's all it is is scraped potatoes, flour and salt. But when you fry it thin and make it crispy, it's absolutely delicious with lots and lots of butter on it. But my husband, who is American, well, he's Irish-American, but, you know, he absolutely loves this stuff. And I was so shocked when he... He just he loves it. So I thought, you know something? We're not going out today. I'll just do a bit of box tape. So I posted it on Facebook and I have everybody
2: so jealous now. <laughs> <laughs> but but nice. you're absolutely and it's not just an Irish poor man's dish. I mean, I I grew up not very wealthy. I grew I grew up poor, let's just face it. And I mean, when you when you make yourself a fried potato sandwich, yeah, because that's what you have the money for. Yeah you enjoy it you love it yeah and so yeah, no know. i i would dive in head first to that
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so we have a uh, earlier quest out of the chat room tom mcnicholas was wondering if we could start with a song from may
1: oh how oh. did he know oh yeah probably well did we see will i give you i sang this on a program last night as well it's a beautiful it's actually a, a protection prayer from saint patrick and seeing mm. as it's saint patrick's day how would you feel about me doing this?
0: Absolutely. Go right I, ahead.
1: I will, I will actually sing it, and I'll ask um, St. Patrick to, to throw a cloak of protection over all of your listeners and everybody around the world, and hopefully people will be protected from this bloody, awful virus that's yeah. gone around. Uh, St. Patrick, to give you a little, uh, a little um, background on this song, St. Patrick was going from the Rock of Cashel. He was walking to Tara and he had 20 followers with him. But he knew that the Druids were going to ambush him. He had been warned that there might be an ambush at some stage. So on his way, he composed this prayer and he said this prayer on his way. Now, a few, good many years ago now, um, a composer by the name of John, or uh, what's his name, Davy, um Sean Davy uh, composed the air to it, and it really is—it's a beautiful song. So I'll sing it for all your listeners, and I will hopefully St. Patrick will be with us tonight, and he'll throw a veil of protection over everybody. Okay.
0: Fantastic.
1: I arise today through the strength
3: of heaven. Light of sun, radiance of moon, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depths of the sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. I rise today, through God's strength to pilot me, God's eyes to look before me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me. From all who would wish me ill, All far under all near, Alone and in a multitude. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my left, Christ on my right. Christ when I sit down, Christ when I lie down, Christ to shield me. Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. I arise today through the strength of heaven.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs>
2: you have that was got beautiful. some beautiful pipes there, May. Thank you. Yeah,
0: everybody down in the chat room was was loving it. So, uh, oh, they had a lot of you. very nice things to say about you. So But
2: you know, you know
1: what happened to St. Patrick that day after when he said that prayer? There was an ambush ready. The druids were behind uh, these bushes and they were going to attack him. But instead of seeing St. Patrick and his 20 followers, he saw a deer. And 20 fawn, and they hmm. decided not to disturb the deer and 20 fawn in case it would alert saint patrick but in actual fact what happened was god that's how the protection worked they saw something else they didn't see
2: saint patrick so that's how that prayer worked for them wow. now when when this was happening you said he was coming from the rock of cashel yeah he was, was walking he, he was, was he, walking was he going to the uh the direction okay. of, of Hoore Abbey? No, he was going
1: um to the Hill of Tara. He probably okay. would have passed, yeah, he was going to the Hill of Tara.
2: Okay. I've I've been to both of those locations, so I, I kinda could picture what you were talking about. The Rock the Rock of Cashel is amazing, isn't it? It truly is. Yeah. I have a very special picture I'll send you of that. Do you good <laughs> Good woman.
0: That's <laughs> what I find wonderful <laughs> yeah. about this conversation is that I I mean I haven't been yet to Ireland, which I do need to go, but Vanessa has been there and so um I'm just enjoying the conversation between the two of you.
1: Well, Mike, the funny thing is Vanessa just before we went on, she told me about her few visits to Ireland and it turns out she visited a place that's only ten miles from my home place yeah. at home. <laughs> yes. That's yes, fantastic. and it, it felt world. like my hometown. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a small world. It really is.
2: It really is. Yes. Did you go to the four altars, Vanessa? Did you see? Yes. The four yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we just um, it's 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 different. I, that's one thing that I, that I I I want to get across to people, and I know you probably do too. It isn't what you're shown in movies. It's just so much more, yeah. and just walking through the town of Balladrine and walking the back area where they used to hold the festivals. Yes. And, and just, you feel the history, you feel like you're walking through the people. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it is. It's, it's, I mean, the history is rich over there. For instance, if you go about um, 15 miles from Balladrine, you will come across this mountain range called the Brickleaf mountains. And up on top of the Brickleaf Mountains, there's an underground passage tomb that predates the pyramids by 800 years. Wow. <coughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, and and actually, if you go towards Sligo Town, mm-hmm. which you probably did, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, outside Sligo Town, there was a skeleton found, and it it was carbon dated 8,000 years old.
0: Wow.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. We're an old, a- old, wise country you know that's impressive i I
0: know people are really familiar with with the castles and some of the legends and lore of ireland but i don't think people realize how ancient your history goes back
1: oh it goes back it goes back many many thousand years you know and i mean that's that's the great thing about it there's an awful lot of archaeological sites still left for instance you know did you ever hear of ring forts or fairy forts oh yeah i was in some you were did you go into
2: one Yes, there's no way in uh, God's earth I would go into a fairy fort. No. We no. Went, yeah, we went into a ring fort in the middle of the night. Oh, you oh, must wow. be out of your mind, Vanessa. There's no yes. way I would go into
1: one.
0: Well, is this, this the real Vanessa that's with us then? Because this could always be her this doppelganger. Be, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh, this reminds me, I have to ask you. Okay, so especially in the ring fort, especially yeah. in the Ring fort, But in other areas as well, we captured something that I cannot find any explanation for online. And it's red mist. Oh, wow. And I have so many photographs of that. And it is very predominant. Very red predominant. Mist. Yes, red mist. red mist. And everything else is perfectly fine. And then there is this huge ball or hovering of red mist and only know. yeah cameras would pick it up but video cameras didn't yeah it's like we had to catch it in its still moment for it to okay. be okay
1: and i wonder uh you see because we always believed you see the ring forts and the fairy forts at home th- why i would say to you i would never go into one the farmers and the f- the farmers that own the fields that the ring forts are and will never tamper with the ring forts mm-hmm. because there's 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 spirits and there's fairies in there. And they reckon that this is the, the, um, this is the portal to the underworld. Mm-hmm. And we always believed. This is why I would never go into one that you can get lost in a fairy fort. Mm-hmm. You could think that you're on, in there for, you know, somebody might be walking down the road with you when you'd walk in and they'd see you walking out in five minutes. But when you go in there, time changes and yes. you could be in there for days, hours, weeks, Mm-hmm. you know and unless you're let out you won't get out because you get lost
2: we brought offerings when we okay, came. There okay. there's a the difference yes there we came we came very prepared and okay. one, of the fir- one of the first things that we did was go into the cave of the cats cave of the morgan yeah. yeah and we actually brought very personal very private offerings good and left them there and not only were we able to go places and interact yeah with with beings that that I, I think a lot of people were not able to do or could not do we were followed the entire time by mm-hmm. crows oh yeah hmm. yeah yeah and they're watchers yes they're and watchers
1: we felt very protected yeah now when i bring people up i bring people up to the karaoke to the underground passage room in Car- Carakeel, and we'll get so far and then i will stop people from going any further And I have to go up and I have to ask permission because I won't allow people to go up there. And I warn people, please do not take anything from this. This is a sacred site you're walking on. And this is a sacred site you're going to see. And please don't remove any stones or remove anything from this site. And please treat it with the utmost respect. And I have to promise Mm -hmm. the spirits and the fairies up there that it will be. Now, they they have never... Stopped me before, so that it's never happened. But if if I got any sort of a feeling at all that Mm -hmm. they weren't happy, down those people would go again. I'd have to turn around and say to them, "I'm sorry, we can't go any further." Exactly. Well, it's they really are very much aware of intent.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to respect. It's like anything else. I do. I wouldn't want anyone walking into my house without being invited or without being given permission. Exactly right. This is their sacred ground. This is. This is sacred ground to the Irish people, you know. Exactly, no. we were mere visitors.
2: I,
0: yeah. have, I have to ask you, May, um, because we've seen some things around here. Of course, we're not in Ireland, but we've seen some things around here that we would uh, attribute to perhaps fairy activity. You know, based on you know little twinkling lights, sometimes you yeah. know like a ball of light uh, along the water, yeah. what have you. Um, have you seen fairies there around the the fairy forts?
1: Up. Up in Carrowkeel, that underground passage tomb. Now there's, now take take into account that Ireland does not have fireflies. Okay. No, so we can't say it's fireflies. I have seen, and they're brighter than fireflies. It's a very bright light, and it's a flickering light. And I, there's no, absolutely no reason. Up in the middle of the mountains where there's no electricity no nothing mm-hmm. and I would I when I lived I lived about five miles from that place and actually the the picture that's behind me if people can see it, I don't know if they can
3: yeah,
0: um, yeah they should be able to see that <laughs> it's that, beautiful
1: that is that is um that's a ferry bridge in Lockheed Forest Park and that's not too far away from Carrakeel either. Uh, but when I would go up to Carrokeel, sometimes if you're in bad old form, it's a great place to go up and you, you're not going to be disturbed by anybody. And you know that the energy of the land will kind of take away all your, your stress and your anxiety. But I would often sit there and I would see um, flickering lights. And I know, it's the, I just know it's the fairies. I Absolutely. just know it makes sense. Because they will, they will not, we have no fireflies. We have not up there. You, there's no way you can have electricity up there because it's it's just not, you know, and there's no other explanation for it, but I have a great respect for places like that. And again, like that, I would not, not to this day. If you paid me a million dollars, I would not go into a fairy fort. And, <laughs> and the major, the majority of the farmers in Ireland would never interfere with the fairy fort. And actually, Mike, to tell you how serious it is and how how we believe in it, um, the Planning Permission Office in Dublin, there were. Building this big um, road, like a, a motorway, okay. And they were they were passing Tara. And in order to build this road, they were going to have to destroy and um, dig out a ferry fort. Oh. No. The people said no. The people of the village of the nearby town said you can't do that, and they objected. So the planning commission decided in their wisdom that they were going to do it anyway. So the whole the whole country actually said no. You are not touching it. Nobody will drive that road if you build that road over that ferry fort. No, And They actually sure have to go. They actually have to go around it. That's the power good, of good. Good. Well, I'm, gl- I'm the, glad. I'm yeah. glad they got
0: behind that and, and yeah, got that changed. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: people have a great belief. I mean, you know, Halloween night, for instance. Now we would. Um, this is when you made tea in the teapot without the tea bags. <laughs> we'd always throw the tea leaves out to the fairies to keep them happy for the next year for the common new celtic year you know and well, there's all sorts of of
2: traditions like that but it's so freaking beautiful it, 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 <laughs> the, <laughs> fact, the fact that those traditions still stand is amazing and yeah. what the viewers need to know when you're talking about being up there and seeing those lights and they're not being any electricity people need to understand dark in the united states is so much (laughs) different than dark in Ireland. When it's dark in Ireland, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah, because we do. I mean,
1: for instance, I lived in the country. Now, when I said the country, I was in the middle of the country with nothing except a forest behind me, lakes all around me. And again, we didn't have street lights. So at nighttime, the only light we had was the sky, the, the, the moon and the stars if we had that yeah now your 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 eyes do adjust and you do when you're walking out at night you would be adjusted but i mean most americans would have no unless you're from the country and you're somewhere where there's no electricity you would have no earthly idea what it's like it's dark yeah there are some dark
0: sky places actually not too far from here there's uh, some dark sky places where you can look up at the stars and you can see the milky way but yeah anymore it's it's few and far between
1: yeah, yes. It's beautiful. That's the one thing I used to love about living at home mm-hmm. in the country. I'd have to get up early in the morning, and you'd go out in the morning, and the sky would be absolutely amazing.
0: Wow!
2: It, it is, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Well,
0: we do have a couple of questions here from the chat, and I want to get to this one first because it was it's a question about fairies, and we were just talking about that uh, from Fran Molino. Do fairies live all over the world, or just a few select places in Ireland? If they do, are they the same I, as in Ireland?
1: I would say that they live all over the world, but they would might be called something else. Like uh, we have fairies and we have pukas and we have the banshee and mm-hmm. we have, but like, I mean, it's kind of like the Kalyuk. The Kalyuk is a witch. There's witches all over the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. I, I'd imagine it might not, they might not be called the fairy, like. but the they the probably, they the couldn't be just in one place. I'd say they are all over the world.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that because I know we've seen some things here in the states just last September. You mentioned fireflies, and you know we posted the video and and told the story about you know these little blue lights that we were seeing coming down out of the forest. And We could you know go right up to them, and um, you know they were not fireflies. Wrong type, wrong type of, of season. It was September, and you know blue fireflies they do exist, but. In June, down in the Carolinas, we're in New York in September, you know, so it's like, yeah, these may very well have been fairies, but maybe different um, than what's over there in Ireland.
2: Yeah. I'm from the South. I've never seen a blue firefly. (laughs) I've never. I haven't either. No. They're always yellowish orange or yellow. Never Mm -hmm. seen a blue one. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it was pretty wild. But uh, we chalked it up to, you know, fairies because we had nothing better to call it. So... (laughs) (laughs) You know, it seemed like okay. If if there was a fairy, this you know, that very may well be it. So, well, um,
1: yeah, but I, like where I was, Mike. There is no way it could have been anything else. There is no other possible explanation for it.
0: Right, right. And then we have a question from Betty Lange. Um, Is there any place here that reminds me of Ireland?
1: Well, that, uh, yes, there is. Um, I used to teach uh, traditional singing at. The Catskills Irish Arts Week.
0: Oh, the
3: Catskills. Okay.
1: Yeah, the Catskills. Mm -hmm. I've been there. There is, the landscape is very, it's like Ireland. And the funny thing is, of course, depending on what part of Ireland you're from, if you're from the West, let's say Connemara, it's a very rocky, rocky (laughs) kind of an area. And I had this woman with me, she was from Connemara, and we're driving, and I says, Oh my God, I says, Maureen, doesn't that just look like home? And she says to me, No. And I said, it does. And she says, well, not Connemara.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, my, my family settled Castle Pollard, Ireland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I've been there twice. And that's the one place I haven't got to go yet. Oh, you've got to go. I know. I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't even understand it, but it's going to happen. It's it is. Gonna happen. But, um, I can totally see what you're saying with the Catskills.
1: Yeah. And how is, it, yeah. how
2: it looks that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, back home when you're at home of all of the different places that you can go where you feel most connected to your faith to nature to the powers that be the spirits what is the one place that truly gives you that feeling um this is going to sound very gruesome not at all
1: i (laughs) i love going up to my local graveyard I'm visiting my mother and father's grave, oh. I, and, I, and I feel totally, totally. I feel as if my roots go straight down into the ground.
2: There, there, the oh. graveyards there are. They're a different world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: I know what you mean. They're yeah. No way to describe them.
1: Hmm. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So I, and
3: some
1: someday, someday I'll bring you over Vanessa and yes. I'll sh- I'll show you a very special one where the the king of the traveling people were was buried and you should see the headstones there they're absolutely your ma- mouth would be hitting the floor
2: they're so fantastic hmm. it's amazing count, count me in for 2021 okay <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, speaking
0: um, of, because Vanessa's referencing your, your tours, tell us about the the secret Ireland tours. What can people expect with these?
1: Well, the one that we're talking about now, the only one that's available for this year, I've all different types of tours, uh, Mike. For instance, I would do, let's say if you had a big group of people, any of your listeners out there that have a let's say you have a group of family that want to go over, you might be celebrating. I had one family that was celebrating a fiftieth wedding anniversary, and twenty-two of them came over, and we had wow. an absolute ball, and we did a surprise uh, wedding theme party for them, and it was absolutely fantastic. But we, I would do, you know, private tours like that, or I have tours on the website. Um, I would do island hopping tours, bring people to the islands off the west coast and the northwest coast of Ireland. Uh, the one that we're doing with Maria Schmidt, I, I partner with people like Victor Peruta is a psychic medium here in.
0: Oh, Victor! S- I haven't seen well, him in done, years. Wow. Yeah,
1: we've we've done some. We've done two very successful tours, and we're doing another one in June, the end of June. And we go all over the place. Different times. Every time we go, I'll pick a, a new place to go in Ireland. So they're not seeing the same thing twice. Okay, yeah, that makes um, sense. But Maria, I met Maria Schmidt at the Victor Pruta, the Victory of Light. And she was giving a talk there and she had heard about the success of the trips. So she wanted she came to me and she said, would I consider doing a trip with some of the people that she knows? So anyway, we put a date together and it was we decided we were going to go for Halloween because Halloween actually originated in Ireland. It's a pagan festival, it's the Sawan, mm-hmm. you know, the, right. the, the festival of the Celtic New Year. Mm-hmm. So um she said that she'd love um a tour to be put together. And I says, Yeah, I'm not a, no bother. So we got a great interest in the tour, so we decided we would do two tours. Now she wanted me to just extend the one tour, and I said I I don't like putting fifty people on a bus. I prefer to have a smaller group. Mm-hmm. So I says, What about two tours? We will bring the first group over uh, October the 26th to November the 3rd. We'll bring the second group over November, or October the 30th to November the 7th. And exactly at Halloween, both tours will be able to overlap and and be together. And the highlight of the tour is Lep Castle.
0: <laughs>
1: so, and we still, and actually for any of your 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 listeners or your viewers, we still have um vacancies for both of those tours.
0: Okay, and we and do we'll have vac- the uh the website down in the description, but um Brilliant. for those that are listening on the podcast that is uh llc.com
1: And if they look at secret haunted journey to Ireland, that's the tour that's available. Okay. The rest of the tour, the rest of the tours for this year are booked up. Actually, I'm, I'm actually working on tours for 2021 now.
0: Right. But the haunted one still has openings.
1: Yeah, the haunted one still has openings. Um, we're hoping that we'll fill them up in the next week or so.
0: Okay. So jump on so that, and, everybody.
1: Yeah, jump it on. Yeah, and it's very, very affordable. It covers that 1,700 covers everything bar your flight, and right. um, bar your evening meals
0: and this but is this, in it, october so we should be past this, all of this yes, stuff by then.
1: and what's more more than likely flights the prices of flights might come down oh yeah yeah oh yeah you know so um it's going to be great we're going to be staying in a, in fitzpatrick's castle and um, Lep castle is the big place and then i'd be bringing them to some of the um archaeological of the ancient ruins and we're going to be bringing them to see some amazing scenery as
2: well and there's an awful lot of haunted places that we're bringing them to. So it's it's going to be great. Well, and one thing that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things that the listeners, if they want to go, need to be aware of is it might sound like they're going to be on a bus a long time. These buses no. have Wi-Fi. They've got bathrooms. Yes. I mean, they're awesome. <laughs> well,
1: the, our our buses are, number one, they're only, they'll be 28-seaters. 20, 20, uh, we, we don't allow people on buses. We don't have them sitting on buses for a long time. We. Yeah. I have it designed in such a way that um, there's breaks and there's places to go and places to visit. And well, even, even... on Yeah. And, you know, you're not on very long journeys because Ireland is not... I mean, Ireland could fit into Ohio once in a bit. <laughs> you know, so, you're absolutely you know, right. You're not doing five and six-hour um, bus trips, you know, um, even if we were on a two-hour journey for instance which we probably won't be but even if we were we would stop in a convenience store and have a bathroom break and have mm. a bit of a rest but we always what we do on the bus vanessa and the and the time goes very fast we sing songs oh. and we tell dirty jokes nice <laughs> and we tell stories and everybody gets a turn to kind of entertain i always ask my 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 visitors Make sure you have plenty of stuff to do. I want to hear and games on the bus
2: and you know something, the time just flies. Well, Good. it's just looking out the window. It's like watching the best TV ever because yeah. it's so yes. unbelievably it pristine and beautiful. It is. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. It sounds like an amazing time.
1: Mm. It is. We have, we actually have a great time. And then I organize some of my musician friends to come in at night and we have sessions of music and it's,
3: it's oh good.
1: I, I, I get I get them all up. I teach them some of the dances, the local dances too. And it's really it's fantastic fun. Wow.
0: Yeah, now everybody is wondering when the Hunter Road Media Ireland tour is gonna be.
1: <laughs> yes, twenty one. Twenty
3: twenty one. Right. There you
0: go. There you go. Twenty twenty one. Yes, so, what really other excited. what other places can people expect on on the tour? So we mentioned uh, Lep and we we threw that photo up there. Well, but
1: uh, we will be going to a place called um, Kilmainham Jail. It's in Dublin, and it was where the 1916 uh, revolutionary leaders were shot by the British. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it has an old history, and it is extremely haunted. And it's 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 an amazing place to go if you're into history at all. This is an amazing place to go, but. They bring you out to the yard where the men were shot. And one of them, actually, James Connolly, he was hurt during the fighting in Dublin and he couldn't stand up. So they put him in a chair and they shot him in the chair. Oh, and oh. Uh, there's a mark there's a mark where he was shot. You know, there's a, a cross mm. where he was shot. And um, the stories, there's great guides in there and they, they give you a great history of the place. But you can, again, like that, you can actually feel, you can feel the oppression and the, the presences. Before you go in the door, even actually people were hanged years and years before the um, 1916 rising. People were hanged outside the door of this place. And you can, wow. if you're standing there in a line, you can feel it. It's just it's terrible. It really is. And then Dublin Castle is another place. And that has a variety of ghostly happens in that place. And again, it was a British a headquarters of the British Jorn, Jorn. Um, the british rule in ireland and a lot of of deaths happened there as well and wow. we have wicklow jail is another place we have i'm going to bring them up no i better not say because that's a secret no I better <laughs> yeah there are a,
0: secrets aren't... on the secret ireland tour yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There,
1: <laughs> there, there are I, yeah that's another thing i do with all the tours i always throw in a secret either so we we do something we will see something or you learn something that you wouldn't experience over here. So okay.
2: do you, um, when you're in Dublin, like if you go to Dublin castle, cause I've been there, do you ever take any of the tours to Christ church? Yes. And, and St. Patrick's oh. cathedral. Have you been to, have you Thanks. been to,
1: have you been to uh, Trinity college? to the Book? Yes, case? I have. Isn't it fun? And the, the oh. long, long haul isn't it? Gorgeous? Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. Yeah on my on my last trip i went to Christchurch, and we went down into the the oh yes yeah absolutely stunning it is yeah it's just so much history so i'm so glad to hear you do that (laughs) i mean it's
1: amazing i mean the amount of history is unbelievable i mean you know even i come from there and it still boggles my mind the history that we have in that little country and then we have we have so much um and I, I mean, it's always been a brutal history. I mean, the Normans got us and the, and the Vikings got us and then mm-hmm. the bloody British came along and they got us. But yes, we're a happy kind of a people, you know, and, and you the really country. Are. Yeah, the country itself is absolutely beautiful. You know, no matter where you go, you, you see beauty all around you. And the people are very well, I don't know how they are now, but they were when I was living there they're very close to nature and close to the ground and they're very passionate about the the land yes still yeah (laughs) yes yeah so I you know and it is it's a great and and still there's a lot of people there that um they have gifts of healing like there's bone setters and there's people who would have the cure of the headache and cure of high blood pressure and things like that and that's 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 a yeah, that's a common kind of a thing. So
0: some of those ancient customs and healing methods are still ingrained yeah. in the culture there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Very much
1: a, so. Yeah, I had a slip disc. I ended up having very bad problems with my back foot. At one stage, I went down to this man in County Tipperary, and he just clicked back the disc in place. Just there,
0: kicked yeah. it back into place? Yeah. Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, well, one, of, one of the things that I found so fascinating when I was over there is, I'm pagan. Yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm one of I'm sure you probably picked up on that. Uh, I'm I'm that person, and yeah. I, I, I I expected to a certain degree, before I went over there to be to be a little bit judged for that. Nothing could have been further from the truth. Yeah, well, you see that was the thing that St. Patrick did. But St.
1: Patrick was kidnapped as a child, as a 16-year-old from Wales, and he came over and he, he actually lived as a slave in Ireland. And he grew up, more or less, watching the pagan rituals, the pagan traditions, and the pagan sacrifices. And he learned an awful lot when he was there. And when he escaped and went back home, he became a priest and his mission was to go back and convert Ireland. But the The thing about the difference between Ireland and other countries is that some of the pagan rituals were were adopted and were brought into the the Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you would see if you go to Holy Wells or you go to um, some sacred sites in Ireland, you'll see the the altar. You'll see where you can light the candles or you'll see where, you, you know, where you can say your prayer in front of a cross. But you will also see a wishing tree Mm -hmm. there as well. And that would be a pagan. That would be that would come from pagan times where if you had a piece of cloth or a thread or something, you would tie it on a leaf or tie it on a branch and either say a prayer or make a wish. And people believed that the universe or, you know, the gods would look after it or God would look after it and and make it come about or else take it away. And um, like like the bonfires during Halloween, that totally comes from pagan times. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: No, so, I mean, even the the what do you call them here? Pumpkins. That yeah, came the, from the Jack
0: O' Lanterns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The ja- well, that came from Ireland. Uh, the tradition was that um, on the thirty first of October, the farmers would light fires on both ends of the field. And they would herd the cattle through the fires to make mm. sure that all the negativity and all any evil that was attached to them would would go away oh wow and and it, it, you're coming into the, the celtic new year so it would be to to take all negativity away so that they would thrive that 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 flourish and their calves and their milk would be healthy
3: mm-hmm.
1: but but at the same time in ireland and you're probably a witness to this, Vanessa, we have fireplaces mm-hmm. and people would light fires and the fire would be on nearly all the time. It would smolder at night time. It would be lit up again in the, in the morning. And, um, on the 31st of October, you would quench the fire because now you're quenching the old year. You go out to the communal bonfire, you celebrate with your, your neighbors on the communal bonfire you'd scoop out a turnip this is where the pumpkin comes from okay you'd scoop you'd scoop out a turnip and you'd bring a coal, a lick coals from the communal fire back home to light your new fire for the new year and it would bring it would bring um health and uh flourish, you know you'd flourish it was believed that that communal fire for the new year would come back to your home and your home would be safe
0: so the At idea the, of in, a jack-o'-lantern originated with a turnip
1: it originated with the turnip mm-hmm. and wow. when irish people okay. came over to america then
2: they didn't have turnips so they had the pumpkin mm-hmm. okay and sometimes they would use gourds sometimes they use the, gourds, the um, Gourds are the the uh, like pumpkins that were not edible. Okay, that were completely solid on the inside. Yeah, um, sometimes they would use that cave of the cats that you and I were talking about was supposed yeah. to, is believed to be, one of the original locations of one of the original Samhain festivals.
1: Yes, uh, that would be up where my near in Mytura and yes. uh, the the
2: the wars between the Tuhu de and and the my lord yes exactly yes i when i took my offering and gwen and i both took our own personal offerings and i took a hand carved jade griffin oh wow um, and left left it in there (laughs) left it in the cave yeah um if you ever get a chance to go down in there the uh the clay that is in there is healing yeah it's very very much healing yes i injured myself my very first day because i'm a klutz yeah
0: <laughs> uh, just a little bit off
2: yeah stepped off the bus walked five feet fell flat on my face oh god and, <laughs> and, and uh we went to the cave of the cats the next day and i coated my knees down in that clay and the scrapes everything was completely was gone. gone yes there you go
0: yeah there's there's sorry? something to be said for the healing power of of clay and i, I guess yes. especially there in ireland yes. yes yeah
2: and especially from a place like that
0: yeah <laughs> so, so we do have a, a question here from betty langy um she's wondering where your um your ireland beliefs came from but this these are really uh, customs and traditions that have been passed down through you know thousands of years right
1: oh yeah, yeah. absolutely they that would be yeah they're, they're something that has been passed down to me i mean for you know all the old traditions we would do them at home and you know we don't have trick-or-treat well we didn't we do now but we didn't have trick-or-treat um, at home we yeah, would Western have,
0: influence right
1: yeah all the the kids would get together and um, we had things like um, you, you'd fill a bucket of water and you'd put some money down on the bottom of the bucket and whichever child could pick the money up with their teeth would be regarded as the first one to get rich
0: oh wow. <laughs>
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. And then there was another thing where we hung apples from the ceiling. And uh, you'd have to have your hands behind your back. And the first one to bite an apple would be the first one to get married. Apples were okay, very Okay, so we combined
0: those two over here where you put the apples in the bucket, fill it with water. You went bobbing for apples.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could bob for apples as well. You could bob, okay. bob for apples as well.
0: But that was we, a marriage tradition?
1: Yes, that was a marriage. And wow. then the, then okay. we used to have barn bracks. The, the grandmother used to bake barn bracks and they put an old kind of a, a ring you know one of these this childish rings into the brack and whoever got the the slice with the ring in it would mean that they would be the first ones married as well it was all kind of wow. okay. yeah. and by the
2: brack you mean the bread
1: bread yeah barn
2: brack it would be bread yeah. with yeah. with fruit in it yeah yes just for the listeners that aren't aware of that i knew yeah. what you meant but <laughs> okay yeah. i wanted to make sure that they knew what you meant
0: <laughs> right right so victoria monday is wondering um are the old traditions still alive or are they slowly disappearing through time
1: a lot of them have disappeared through time mm,
3: that's a
0: shame a lot
1: of them and even even now it's a pity really because i mean my kids my kids used to have every halloween we'd have parties in the house mm-hmm. you know uh and it all seemed to be our house because, I don't know, maybe it's because we're musicians. It never bothered me to have a gang of people in the house. So, but I think it's more trick or treat now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, it's a pity, you know, it's a pity really because I remember when I came over here first and this is not a criticism, but I was shocked about this trick or treat thing. <laughs> you know,
3: I how mean, long have you been
0: stateside?
1: I have been just seven years now. Seven years.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We used to have a thing called, and we still do, the ran Boys, And that happens on um, St. Stephen's Day, which is the 26th, it's the day after Christmas Day. And uh, the ran Boys used to come out. Well, they still do. Um, they'd be dressed in straw covering straw hats, and straw um, tops and straw kind of skirts. And uh, they'd go from house to house, and they'd have caught a little ran and they'd have put them in a jar and they'd go from house to house and they would play music. And if they played music, they they might get some money. Hmm. But that was the olden days. And then they'd let the ran go at nighttime if the poor thing lived. Now, um, when I was growing up, the kids used to go from house to house all right. Now they got money, but they would not get it for doing nothing. They'd have to either play a tune that have to sing a song, say a poem, or dance, and then, wow. they, then they got some money. But uh, some musicians uh, use it to actually raise money. They go from one town to another, and they go into the pubs, and they do 15 minutes of music, and then they get people to uh, donate money to them, and then they use it for a, a, a charity, whatever charity they want to use it
2: for. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, let me ask you for the listeners who are wanting to know this just like myself, how hard would it be for, say, a young gal ish young-ish, to decide that she wanted to live in Ireland?
0: Well, I <laughs> think I suppose, Vanessa wants to I move su- there.
2: I suppose Vanessa it do it'd, it'd be as hard
1: or as hard as it was for an older woman to come over here. <laughs>
2: Well, you know i was playing on the whole youngish thing i'm pushing 50. so <laughs> well, i was trying yourself, to make myself feel better <laughs> yeah well get yourself
1: yes you're a young you are young you're young looking and you're young we're as all much. young oh bless you yes and you know um you'd have to go through all the same crap that i had to go through and i had to go through it for a long time i'll tell you um you'd have to be able to Prove that you are uh, independent; that you wouldn't be a burden on the on the state, and mm-hmm. you'd have to be able to have a certain income. And mm-hmm. what else would you need? You could get
2: yourself a husband, I suppose. <laughs> not I don't have, I've had one of those. There's things. that. We're not doing that. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. I could cheat by going over there for two months and three weeks, and then coming back home. And then well,
1: go back over there for two months and You could, but believe me, that's 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 kind of what I did until I was told that I was abusing the the visa Uh-oh. system. Oh. Well, I knew I was. I, yeah, I knew I was coming over here. We had decided that we were getting married, but I said to my husband, I said, "Well, you know, I really need. I can't just go over there because I might not be able to cope with it. I might not be able to cope with being away from home." Yeah. So it's I. It's a long way. Did, Yeah, it is a long way. And my kids were over there. All of them were Mm. over there. Everybody is over there. Now, four years ago, my oldest son and his wife moved over to America. So that's that's great, yeah. So anyway, um, I kind of went over for a few weeks. And then the next time I went over for a longer period, and I thought, okay, I can do six weeks. I'm not too bad. then the next time I went over for like two and a half months, and then I was told. (laughs) (laughs) It. you you're abusing the visa system and um we then applied for we you have to apply for the visa so we were 11 months nearly 12 months i couldn't go to america i um while i was applying for this visa wow and then you have to once you get permission that's what you've applied for permission to apply for the visa then once you you have to Oh, you have to send in all these big files and prove that you're actually in a relationship. And as luck would have it, <laughs> I had all mixed emails from 2005. Okay. Oh, wow. Lucky enough that I didn't delete any of them. So I could, you know, I'm um, all these. So you came over here because you were you were
0: getting together I was with getting your husband. Married. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. yeah. I was getting married. And see, he's a lawyer. So if he was to go over to Ireland, he would have had to learn Irish law. And oh, wow. Have, yeah. Had to learn the Irish language. and. He was well, there was no way he was going to be able to do that,
2: right, right? So, no, but anyhow, it, yeah, they do speak Gaelic a lot in the oh, we do. of yeah. Ireland. We they do, do
1: yeah.
0: you throw yeah. a little Gaelic at us?
1: Uh, Tom, I'm Gaelic, it's mission morning. The year non ask Gertchen Kundish Oh, wow, what
0: talking, did you just tell us?
1: Aunts, I says, What did I say to you? Well, I told you the last time I said, uh, I'm able to speak Irish, and my name is May
2: Hernan, and I'm from Gertchen County, Sligo. Wow, wow, fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, they don't speak it as much in Northern Ireland because I've spent time there as well.
1: Yeah, they have. Um, Donegal has a great area. There's, there's pockets of places in Ireland where they only speak Irish. My first husband was from a place called Connemara
2: uh-huh. and, and they, they lived
1: through the medium of Irish. Uh, wow. There's places in Mayo, there's places in Donegal, There is a place in Belfast, actually. Really? Yes. There's actually a place in London.
2: Oh my! Yeah, there's a place
1: in uh, Meath. Yeah, Meath, and there's a place uh, in
2: Cork and Kerry. Wow! I I spent quite a bit of time down there. I mean, out of the entire country, my preference is the Republic of Ireland. Absolutely. My preference, Um, but I have to say, I. May, I would be lying if I didn't give props to Giants Causeway. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm bringing, I'm oh. bringing Victor's tour. Now I'm bringing
1: the group over to the giant. We're going hitting some of the locations of the games of Thrones. I'm going to uh, it. I'm going to do games of Thrones nice. uh, tour are, next year. Are and you just, going to Dunluce castle? Yes, we are. And we're going to do the wards, <laughs> you know, the castle ward, wards castle and we're going uh-huh. to have dark hedges. And, of course, probably
2: Bushmills. We'll hit Bushmills as well. You and need, uh, Giants Causeway. You need to look up my friend who runs Spellman's Hotel. They're in Balladrine. I probably Mike, know them. Mike <laughs> Phillips. His yeah. uncle owns the hotel. And he's he's in um, uh, an assisted care facility now. Okay. Um, yeah. But Mike runs it. And he spent many seasons, or still is, on Vikings and many seasons on Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, so you might want to look him up. He
1: yeah, could be some good inside stuff. He could, exactly. Because yeah. I never Vanessa, don't tell
2: anyone I never watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, You definitely need to look him up. Um he's on Instagram. Um, that's probably where he's most prevalent. Um I can send him your way. He would well, be Well, actually, my sister lives in Bala. My sister lives in <gasps> Bala, so she probably knows him very well. Probably probably so yeah um he's he's a great guy great little motel yes you know if you ever get a chance but yeah look him up or have her look him up and he could give you the inside scoop on on quite a bit for that would be game of thrones
1: yeah because my first tour is in may i'm bringing a group of dancers from um dublin ohio over and i'm going to be setting up some uh workshops for them to be taught from Irish dan- dance teachers and some old style, I do old style dancing. It's you know the ancient stuff, and um, they just want to experience the real thing, you know.
2: Yeah, so I would absolutely. Fall Something on authentic. My face. I would fall flat on my face.
0: I just okay. know it. Couple things here. Um, Lynn Taines uh, said in the chat that she jumped over from Periscope and I always forget to say that we are also simulcasting on Periscope. So we do appreciate those that are watching us there. Uh, She jumped over (laughs) to, uh, to chat down there, which is great. Um, but we have a question here from Victoria Monday, um, back to the fairies here real quick. Uh, once you connect with a fairy, do they stay with you if you move or are they local only?
1: No, I think they're local only. They stay mm. where they, they they stay in their their territory. Okay. They don't. You no, know, they stay in their own territory.
0: Yeah, that that seems to make sense. Uh, yeah. You know, given given the, the folklore and experiences, own, yeah, yeah. They,
1: they've got their own their own places that they protect and their own places that they they kind of treasure. So, yeah. Yeah, because it seems they,
0: more uh, of like they're protecting those well over there in Ireland. More of like they're protecting the fairy forts. And at least what I've yeah, seen but, here, it's but, like maybe along the water or in the woods. And they kind of hang out there.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I believe that they are there to protect the nature of the place. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that makes sense. You
1: know, if, if there's any ill will to the land, they're not going to like it. And they will kind of try and get rid of you.
2: Speaking of the nature, I have to bring this up super quick. I've, I've talked about it on the show before. The first time I went there, I was in Dublin and I, went, I was on my way walking up to Hellfire Club. Oh, yes. I'm bringing them. Oh. Uh-oh. I should have said that.
3: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs>
2: May? May? probably okay. none of them are listening. <laughs> I know, right? Oops. Um, but I have to tell you, something happened to me and one of the girls I was with that from my understanding of the different people in Ireland that I've told about it, they said it is exceptionally rare. And I was I was very apprehensive going up there, and it was palpable. I turned to my left because I heard something. And there was this enormous stag that was standing less than 15 feet away from us. And he had a rack probably six feet from one tip to the other. And me and Laura stood there and we stared at him for like 10, 15 seconds. And then she goes, and he just went, and he was gone. Wow. And it took all of my anxiety away. Really? Really? All
1: of it, because, because it's it's very, very rare to see deer at all it's not I mean I could get up in the morning here and I'll see six deer in my back garden.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a rarity to see deer there's plenty of deer, but they know how to hide they're not oh, yes they're not, yeah. they don't like humans at all they don't they don't want to interact at all with humans, and that is a rarity to see that
2: it was. One of the wow. most spiritual experiences of my life. But maybe I that's your, maybe you. that's
1: your spirit animal, Vanessa. Maybe that was, you know, that was your spirit animal to to take away your your stress. Even though I have not been up at that place before, and, <laughs> uh, I I've heard so much about that place. I'm kind of nervous about going up, but I know the people that would be with me will love it, and um, I'm going to bring them up there.
2: Holler at me privately, if you want me to tell you what to look out for. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, we have one last question here. I am gonna take from the chat. We are getting uh, down to the end of the wire here, but it's one final fairy question. Everybody loves to talk about fairies. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Linz Haynes. Uh, what if the fairy has tied themselves to you? Let's say they changed their mission. So this is kind of going back to the, you know, fairies moving around. If, if I guess... The question is, if the fairy has attached themselves to you, would they still follow you or would they stay home? Well,
1: that has never, I have never felt that I've been attached by fairies, but there was old folklore at home. And you, you talk about the changeling, you talk about mm-hmm. the child, the newborn child that would be born and, it, and a fairy would come into the house and, ch- and take it out and replace it with a fairy child. Right. That was an old, old, old um, stories that went on. So I don't know.
0: Well, and that was wasn't that um, like what happened with uh, Michael Cleary? Wasn't that what he believed happened to his wife?
1: Yes, yes, the yeah. Bridget Cleary. Bridget, that right? That, that she was, she was actually, I suppose you could say, obsessed by a fairy, or she, her whole being was changed, and and a fairy was fairy was put in her place, and they decided that she had to the. Watched the, the killer, yeah, the burned her. Or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Eventually, he ended up uh, murdering her. So, yeah, uh, which was tragic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was a children's rhyme that that went along with that yeah. eventually, yeah. and yeah. So,
1: so I, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't ever experienced. I've. But then again, I will always do a prayer of protection, as well.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, protect yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. you always. <laughs> but you should always protect yourself, and you should always ground yourself before you go into. Anywhere, And you should always kind of make sure that you ask permission and let, let the spirits know that you're not there to disturb them or to disrespect them in any way. And I think once you have good intentions, it, it nothing will affect you. It you makes
2: know? all the difference in the world. Yeah,
1: It does, yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: All right, fantastic. Well, we're at the end of our hour here. Uh, May, please wow. let everybody know. I know it went quick. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Please let everybody know how they can find you, how they can find the tours I, and, and absolutely. all that
1: great stuff. Well, if they go on, and I'd love if your listeners would go on Facebook and go to Secret Ireland Tours and like and share that page and all information about tours and things like that. They'll always be able to catch up any information I have. And I actually do a, a podcast live on a Monday evening at seven o'clock If people, and I just talk about Ireland and oh. talk about different tours and everything. Nice. But if anyone wants to contact me, Uh, First of all, the website is www.secretirelandtoursllc.com. And my email, if anyone wants to contact me, is mai at secretirelandtoursllc.com. And if anyone wants to phone me, it is 513-400-7304. And the tour that we're doing in October, if anyone wants to contact me, they need to do it very quick in the next week or so. It's a secret haunted journey to Ireland. And if they go on the website and look at that page, they'll see every all, everything that we're doing. And it really is going to be a great tour. So I'd love some of your listeners to come and join us and we will have great fun. And then Vanessa and Mike, you'll have to join me in 2021. You yeah, we'll definitely have
0: to figure out how to make that happen because I would uh, love to go there. It's always been a bucket list item. So, and yeah. I hope some of our viewers and listeners are able to make it out there in October because that sounds like a fantastic uh, tour. It's
1: going to be fan- it's going to be a great tour. Yeah, so, yeah. Two, the two of them are going to be great. <laughs> and,
0: and for I have, our, uh, and
1: I actually, I have okay. a medium. I have a medium that's going to be coming with us to all the oh. places as well.
0: Okay. Very well. Cool.
2: If yeah. if we get to go in twenty twenty one, you'll have another one. Oh yeah! Yes,
0: Vanessa. <laughs> Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa.
2: Yes, we'll have a great
1: time. Yeah, Be
3: fun yeah. for our if YouTube
0: we- viewers. I did put the link down there in the uh, in the description, so you can always click on that as well. So that's another option for uh, the YouTube viewers. So, May, thank you so much for joining us. This has been extremely interesting, a lot of fun, and something to kind of lighten the mood here on an otherwise dismal St. Patrick's Day, which has been sad, you know, that all this stuff landed on this holiday. But I hope our viewers had a a fantastic time getting to listen to this. And
1: and just let me say to your viewers and to everyone out there, we have to stay happy. We have to stay buoyant. We have to not let fear get to us because fear is a killer yes, yes. and it's it, it'll do a damn sight more damage than this coronavirus absolutely, absolutely. As, as as serious as it is and i'm not taking away from the seriousness of it but if you're going to go around miserable all the time you're going to get stressed and you're going to get sick that's so true keep keep be happy don't worry <laughs> there you go you have been the light of my week mate <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa.
0: Yeah. Thank That's you again, nice. mate. It's been fantastic. And you enjoy the rest of your week.
1: God bless you all. all
0: right. Bye,
1: sweetheart. Take care. Bye. Bye.